Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Okay, folks, here we go. Little uh, Tuesday action, Tuesday Taz Show. Live right here in a new time slot of 8 a.m. Eastern. I'll be here for the next couple hours till 10 a.m. Eastern. Thank you for listening live. I appreciate it if you're doing that over at uh, TazShow.com or maybe on the Radio.com app. Thank you. Maybe you're watching live at TazShow.com, the video, the live video, I should say. Or maybe you're checking out the podcast version, which drops daily at TazShow.com. Tune in or Spotify or the Grand High Exaltic Mystic Ruler, known as iTunes. Yes, uh, I am Taz. I am here. Maybe you're checking out the VOD, the video on demand at TazShow.com. Thank you. Maybe you're checking out some video on my Facebook page at uh, Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. It's everywhere. The Taz Show is everywhere. You guys know that. We're going to talk some Raw in this episode. Monday Night Raw for sure. And uh, I am in the rage Cave studio, yes. The crew is in New York City. And uh, we're going to talk some Raw right here uh, in this episode. Also, uh, Mike Johnson will be on the show today uh, via the telly, as they call it. He's on the telly. And uh, speaking of the telly, that's actually a perfect transition. This is why I win awards. Because I'm a, a broadcaster extraordinaire. And uh, the telephone, you can call the show if you'd like right now. It's not a problem. Or throughout the broadcast, talk Raw or whatever else you want to talk about. And you can do that at 866-475-2948. That's at 866-475-2948. Yes, you can do that. I had a little bit of a brain fart. Well, that was a chair shot. Boom! From like 97. That just went through my brain. Uh, let me say hello to the uh, crew uh, in New York City. We have uh, the uh, the biz dev guy, the audio producer of the Taz Show. The next big thing in radio. Uh, they call him Lumberjack. I just call him D. Jones. Dennis Jones, welcome to the Taz Show. Good moment, Taz. How are you? Please, sir, you know I don't like those questions. You just say good moment and move on, okay? I don't want the insincere chatter. You know that. It's not insincere. Okay? Well, first off, we miss you. You came back one day and you got sick of us, and now you're back home. Okay. I'm trying not see. There it is. Not uh, home is in Long you know, Island. You're uh, who knows where the rage, the rage. You won't even tell us. You're in some like underground bunker. Some people think it could be Long Island. It's not necessarily true. No one knows. Where so you're the rage lying to us. Is. And it's on a need to know basis. Yes, I actually am. I am lying to you guys. Yes, I abs- absolutely. I- and I lie to you guys all the time, like on a regular basis. Okay. So don't, what do you miss me for? I'm here. I'm doing the show. I don't need to be right next to you. I don't want to be near you or Anthony or Cowboy, any of you people. I'm good right here in the Rage Cave. I'm good. That's it. But well, we missed that you're in the studio. Who gives a shit about that? I'm going to talk raw, and that's all that matters. Like well, Oscar. Let's discuss Oscar. What? You have something to say before I talk about Oscar? Go ahead. No, no, no. Have a great show. No, no. 
Yeah, say what you want to say. <laughs> no, I, we we do miss you around here. Enjoy enjoy the rave cage. Why would why would you miss me? Why what why do you need you don't need me there? You bring why? you bring high you bring a lot of energy in studio and it's just not the same without you. Physically oh, present. I'm sure the audience I'm sure the audience that would rather me be in the studio there that galvanizes their problem with this. So thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> uh, as opposed to just being a team player and like many broadcasts do I just watched a show, all kidding aside, I just watched a show on TV. I was watching like 20 minutes of it, uh, a football show. Talking, you know, we're talking football. I was just, I was kind of doing stuff and I was checking some of it out. And they had one guy in the studio, one guy was like in Colorado, and the other guy was in Boston. And like three split screens. And these guys do this like a lot. And this is for like a huge company and all this stuff. And like CBS is huge. But this wasn't streaming this was cable tv so like people need to get into like the you know which century in the 21st uh, i think so okay. i want to talk about oscar then i want to get folks so i don't miss you dennis or anybody else there <laughs> that's a shoot and i had a meeting with mr Mento yesterday and everything went phenomenal i'm just telling you that right now it's just a matter of time before you're gone it's really that simple. So the meeting was really about firing you. So that's why I'm <laughs> Yeah. Well, Big Robbie, he did not beat yours truly in a fantasy football. We'll get into that later, but his Vikings did win. Shall discuss that. Uh, we'll get into a little bit later on on some uh, some of the loose ass invitational, the fantasy football league, the official fantasy football league of the past show. Uh, obviously, John Cena was busy. He didn't really keep an eye on his team because he got his ass whooped, as I discussed yesterday. But I digress. So, Oscar, there's a lot of things about Raw that I'd like to discuss, and Oscar's one of them. Um, now, she wasn't there, but they basically announced the fact that she would be on the Raw brand. Now, you know me, I'm not one to say I told you so, but I told you so. Um, <laughs> So, you know, uh, that, but that's not the, the crux of what I want to talk about. Uh, what I want to talk about is, like, something interesting that I'd like to point out to you guys that they did not do. Um, I checked it out. The team in New York City checked it out just before we went on the air just to make sure. I am 99.9999% sure they never mentioned the fact that Asuka is undefeated. Which I personally, uh, as a fan of you know, watching wrestling and watching the Raw brand or SmackDown or NXT at this point in time in my life as a fan, um, I have no problem with that. I have no problem that they didn't mention that. None at all. That's, that's not my point. My point, um, my point is that by them not mentioning it might be a situation where they completely avoid it going forward. So I'm just trying to give you my opinion uh, from my experience over the years that the way something could be going down here, you know, I might be wrong again. Like I've talked about, guys. You know, when you when you do what I do, where I come out here and I'll make a prediction or I'll give a perspective or uh, an opinion. Yeah, opinions, everybody has them, right? Uh, uh, perspective, right? A lot of that's built on people's experience or whatever realm they're talking about. Um but to really speculate when you don't know 
<laughs> which I, I always talk about the movie. Like, you know, if, if they write a movie and they produce a movie and they spend millions on some movie uh, and you know the title and you know the actors and you know the premise behind the movie, like what the story's about, and it's a murder mystery. And you don't even you didn't you didn't see the script. You don't know nothing about it. And you're going to predict who's going to be murdered at the end of this movie or during this movie. Like it's hard to do. It's it's a needle in a haystack. So anybody who makes predictions at times or gives perspective at times and doesn't either talk to people in WWE or utilize any sources of WWE, um, sometimes I'm wrong, sometimes I'm right. So what I have to say about Oscar with this, and I'm I'm setting the table with that for a reason. The Oscar thing, I, you know, I'm starting to feel like they would have mentioned. If they were going to push the fact before she debuts that she's undefeated and then do do my theory of beating her, her first match, and then having her snap and turn her heel and push the sh- shit out of her, well, that might not happen. Once I realized that, they did not mention that she is undefeated and had this long streak and NXT uh, women's champ and this long-ass streak, then I'm starting to think, ah, I don't know. Now, maybe they're not even going to acknowledge how in the feet street. Maybe. Again, it's, it could be conspiracy theory. Not, I don't know. But I'm just thinking, maybe they're not going that route. Maybe they're not going to. Now, Dennis, I know I talked to you um, before we went on the air. Uh, and then you, you, then I mentioned to you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, come think of it. I didn't notice that either. Uh, for, as a fan's perspective, do you think that they will push right before she debuts or as she's coming out for her debut that she has been undefeated for so long. It'd be foolish not to. That's such a huge, right off the bat, like if they're going to go babyface with her, you do that and, and automatically it's like, look, she hasn't lost since being in the WWE Universe, NXT, obviously. You bring that in there, and then right off the bat, that gives her instant credibility. It's like she can go straight to the main event picture, or or you work her up like you have her go through like a Dana Brooks and Alicia, and just to assert her dominance. If you don't go your route with the um, with the lose right off the bat, which I do like, but I think they're gonna go. They're gonna build her and like whatever the number is. I think it's like in the high one hundred fifties, one one eighty something like that. Get her to two hundred and make it like this grand. She's gonna capture the belt at like with her two hundredth consecutive victory or something like that. They're gonna Maybe. they're gonna run with this. You could have read it on a dirt sheet. That could be. <laughs> um, no. I, first off, just so like my opinion on the whole credibility thing. She's she's she already has credibility. Once they mentioned uh, that she was a former NXT champ and a longest reigning women's champ, the question I was asking you, but that's okay. It's cool. I appreciate what you said, but is Will it be pushed? See, that's a big difference. Them mentioning that she's undefeated, yeah, that's a no-brainer. I mean, it's low-hanging fruit. Got it. But to push it, once they're building up and they're doing video packaging leading up to her debut, and you're seeing all these victories, and they're, they're counting the days down and of, of how many days she, she, you know, at this point, she beat this girl, and uh, just a hypothetical thing. And she, she won't the NXT title. I'm sorry, she, she retained the NXT title here. Then she retained it against this girl. Then she retained it against this girl. Like, these are packages building up to her debut. That's what I mean by pushing it. And the announcer's hyping it like crazy. See, I just want people to understand and people that 
uh, run these, um, you know, resting sites maybe in the corner of their house uh, <laughs> or apartment and then make have a website and say all the stuff or maybe they copy paste shows like mine and report about it. Just understand what I'm saying. Don't take me out of context. What I said a while back is, you know, people got grabbed onto my point or my theory that have her lose as soon as she debuts. That was That's on the premise of her, meaning Oscar, her undefeated streak being pushed like crazy before she debuts and as she's coming out in that they do debut. And then, shock and all, boom, she loses. That was my point on it, which they still can do and they still might do. So I, I, people, I think some people think, oh, you just think that she's just going to debut and they're going to, you know, and then she's just going to lose. That that that's no, that's not what I'm. That's not what I said. That, so pay attention, whoever might have thought that. That's not what I said. Okay, pay attention. Don't just read a headline. Listen to, to the friggin' show or watch my show and then learn what the hell I'm saying. Okay, because that's not what I'm talking about. And what I'm saying to you, Dennis, or anybody else, is I use the word push. Like so, pushing. If they push the fact that she was undefeated, then I could see them going around and beating her. Look, she's credible already, though. That's what I'm saying. She's got credibility even for the casual fan because they will, they will, and they should, and they need to, and I guarantee they do it, mention the fact, heavy duty, that she's a, a former NXT Women's Champ and all this jazz, uh, and she never lost, and she relinquished, she handed over the title, title and retired as champ from NXT, retired from NXT as champ. But look at we've seen so many NXT champions and they're kind of just like hovering above mid-card. It's not the wrestler's fault. It's the lack of push. So hopefully that don't happen to her. Um, uh, you know, I mean, there are, so, there are some former NXT champs that either had to go through a lot of growing pains and paying dues on Raw or SmackDown or they're still in that growing pain period, right? Uh, do you agree with that, Dennis? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Thanks for adding. So, um, the 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 thing is, to me, I I would go the route of maybe, and they could definitely still do this. Maybe start pushing it hard, not hard, not ultra hard. A little, just mention it. Let me rephrase this. They said Oscar coming soon. Okay, so that gives them. That's a vague thing to say. That's what the graphic said. Oscar coming soon. So they did a little package with her taking the mask off, or she had the mask on her face, the Japanese mask, all this stuff. So maybe what they should do or could do is next week you give the audience a little more. Then the week after a little more in video packaging. So you show some footage of her action footage. Boom, boom, boom. Then you show, like, maybe it's not voiced over, just some music playing. Her holding up the NXT Women's title the following week. Then there's maybe text on the screen. Longest reigning, you know, whatever. Then the next week, undefeated. Maybe it's four or five weeks. I don't know how long she's going to be out with this injury. Who knows? Probably won't go long. She's probably going to be back in, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's reports online. Maybe when Mike Johnson comes out later, he knows. Maybe you know Dennis. Maybe Anthony knows. Does anybody know when she's coming back? Four, three weeks? Four weeks? What is it? I do not know. Okay. I don't know if it's public. I don't know if they mentioned. Mike might know. Who knows? Um, I'll ask Mike later. Remind me. Put it on the docket. And then we'll remember so, uh, but I do think that it's a good move by the WWE to have her debut on the Raw brand or have a wrestle on the Raw brand as opposed to SmackDown. If you're new to my show, haven't heard my point on this weeks ago, why this is where she belongs, because fans have called me here 
on the Taz Show and ask you, well, where do you think Oscar should go? And I've said all the time, I believe, Raw, Raw, and Raw. And the reason is because Shinsuke Nakamura is on SmackDown and cannot have two talents, male or female, on the same brand, two separate talents that uh, their first language is not English. So that was my theory. They both uh, first language is Japanese. So their English is, you know, there's a, an issue with how well they can speak English. They're both born in Japan. I have an issue speaking English, and I was born in New York. I mean, so, but this is me. These are the problems. I'm a product of the New York City school system. This is the problem. Unlike Dennis Jones, uh, who went to the ultra-rich, fancy, upstate New York school system, where they are very rich and uh, highfalutin posh, as the word I think they call it. So, um, look at him. Look at Dennis right there. If you're watching me, that's a posh guy. Right? That's true. Yeah, posh. I came Dude, from the show is an hour later, and you still look like you just rolled out of bed. No, I've uh, I've been up for hours. I just look this bad all the time. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, <laughs> okay, that's great. No one cares. All right. So uh, <laughs> now on Raw, I'm gonna get to a little bit. I'm gonna get. I got a lot of people calling the show already, so I'm gonna grab a call or two in a second here. Uh, also, there's some things we got to talk about in the show, like uh, one of the first things that they started off with with Jason Jordan. And Roman Reigns. Um, I think it's interesting uh, what they're doing with Jason Jordan. Uh, the way they're trying to push him. Uh, okay, let's have him have individual matches. Week one week, then the following week, one with Cena, one with Roman Reigns, two main event guys. Let's give this kid. The rub, and and let's endorse and have these two stars in Cena and Roman Reigns at separate times endorse him after the match, while the kid loses the match. I mean, after he loses the match, uh, and let's in, and let's have these guys endorse him, and like give him a data boy, shake his hand, hey, you're you're good, kid, you're gonna be good, that kind of thing. Okay, I I I respect. Let me just say this. Okay, I don't know if I should give the negative or positive for on my opinion on this. I guess I'll go with the positive of it. I um, respect the fact that WWE is trying to get over Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm sorry, Jason Jordan, as a wrestler, as an in-ring performer, and having him have the best matches he can with two top guys in two different weeks. And then have these guys endorse him. I respect that. That's a, a, a kind of an old school thing. Let's try and get him over by his, by him working really well against these guys, and having great matches with top guys and former world champs and all this jazz. And then those top guys saying, "That a boy, let's shake hands. You're going to be good, kid." Okay, that that I, I I think that's cool. I have no problem with that. I respect that booking. I do. Um, I do think in this day and age. Uh, it's not the right way to go. I think people are very impatient today. It's not just wrestling fans, us as wrestling fans. Uh, it's people. It's it's due to, you know, social media. It's due to handheld devices. It's due to the way we drive cars. It's just people in general. We are not as patient as as a whole, as a stereotype, as you know, years ago. And that's just evolution. That's just technology. That's just us trying to keep up. Us always on the hustle, always on the grind. I think that's just people. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I'm a New Yorker, born and bred, and maybe that's why I say that or feel that way. I feel like everyone is like that. I know that we're a little um, 
annoying and uh, aggressive as New Yorkers, That's especially, you know, from the five boroughs. I know that, but it's a dog-eat-dog, let's get aggressive and all that stuff. But I think that people from my travels are being, you know, all over the country and the world uh, over time um, in my career and just people I've met in business, it does seem like, especially the people that are leaning towards more success, are like that, meaning impatient, I want it now, what are we doing? That's us. That's the, the younger generation. They want it now. They don't want to wait. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that's the way shit is, in my opinion. Okay? So what does it have to do with Jason Jordan? Actually, a lot. Um, it has a lot to do with Jason Jordan. Not him personally, but his push. Um, so I think that WWE pushing him this route is slow. Uh, a lot of people have ripped the WWE for for going too fast with certain pushes or jamming wrestlers down your throat and all this stuff to push them. Look at this guy's good in the ring. He's a really good athlete. Okay. And he's not a rookie. That's the problem. He's not a rookie and they're treating and they're talking down to us, the audience, like he's a rookie and it's annoying. Okay. <laughs> he is not a rookie. Stop the shit. Stop insulting your audience. Okay. Stop. Even the ones that weren't hardcore NXT fans, they know he's not a rookie because he was wrestling with Chad Gable on SmackDown for oh, quite some time. I mean, he's not a rookie. Why are they acting like he's a rookie? Well, at times, you know, the WWE can treat you, the audience, like you're stupid, okay? And they're going to try and gear your brain the way they want. And that's what they're doing, Jason Jordan. Is it like the end of the world? Is it horrible? No, it's just that's their prerogative. It's not the first time they've done this. I just think it's a very patient way to book a guy that you brought in with a very odd but interesting and intriguing angle that he's Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. I do think that you need to, uh, you should have, I should say, gone a little bit quicker with this one. I think that going this route, it's kind of like the damage is done already with him. And, and, I, and I hate to knock the guy. It's not a knock on his work or his look. I just think the persona you guys, WWE, have him playing is not good. And and you're a little bit past that point of, hey, good match, buddy. You're real good. I'm a former world champ, and I'm a top guy, and I'm Roman Reigns, or I'm John Cena, and I'm telling you, and I'm telling the audience, this kid's real good. I mean, we're a little past that. We're a little past that. You can have Michael Cole or any announcers out there scream all they want and, and, promote, and produce them in their headset that he's a rookie or that he's new. You could say that shit all you want. People know it's a bullshit lie. I'm just calling a spade a spade. I'm being honest. It's a fact. They know. I mean, uh, uh, from a fan perspective, Anthony, let me ask you, uh, the video producer of the Taz Show. Anthony, I know you're watching your Denver Broncos yesterday in victory, but did you get a chance to hear or see this either yesterday or recently, the way they're pushing Jason Jordan? I saw pieces of it, but I wasn't like, you know, locked in. I was flipping back and forth, you know, like quick in between plays and commercials. So I can't really give the biggest breakdown, but I kind of like what they're doing. I mean, I've always been a fan of his, so it's tough to ask. Like, I didn't hate American Alpha, but I don't really know where the story's going. That's the only thing that bothers me about it. I got news for you. I don't even know where the story's going. Nobody does. (laughs) Because they're not. The story is, there's no, I'm glad you said the word story because there's no story. Right now, with Jason Jordan, there is no story. The story is, they are still, how many weeks has it been 
since they they uh, they mentioned this angle, they said, hey, he's Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. It's got to be, I don't know, what do you think, Dennis, five weeks? Easily over a month, if not, it might be two months. It's been a while, enough where right. we should see something from it. Thank you, and that's my point. So they, they basically, it's not a story yet. They are still in the, this is kind of weird and disturbing in a lesser degree, but it, they're still in the realm of the world of uh, we're trying to find his character. Like, really? This guy should be in a story already. <laughs> and you had it on a platter with, with the girl, Emma, who you're just beating into the ground. And there's something to Emma and you're doing nothing with her. And, 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 and you got Jason Jordan, who's flat right now. You could have him go out there and he can pull his straps down, scream, make his tongue stick out, and be all jacked up and do a spear. That don't mean shit. You can have him do any suplex you want. That don't mean nothing. Okay? don't mean nothing. Nothing. Well, Taz, you suplexed everybody. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. But I did some different things. The way I suplexed, and forget about suplexing, I had depth to who I was as a performer and a character. Okay? This kid doesn't, and it's not his fault. He's the toughest thing to do. And I've mentioned this a while ago here on my show. And then I got to go to break in a little bit, a few seconds here. And then I got to take a phone call of some phone calls on the other end. But the toughest thing, uh, going to break, I'll leave you with this. The toughest thing to do, okay, when you're either a newer wrestler, which he's not, or it's a newer character, is to work as a babyface. You want to be a heel. Why? Well, it's easier. Well, who cares about easy? It shouldn't be about easy, Taz. No, no, no. When you want to get something over and to get it to stick right away and grab and have a sense of urgency with it, heel is the best way and safest, quickest way to get there. Then you can play around with the character. He should have been a heel two weeks tops, maybe three weeks after the reveal of Kurt Angle being his dad in, in character. My opinion, my perspective. Take it for what you may. All right, I'm going to break here. Other side of break. WWE, uh, what are they doing? Where are they going with their in-ring style promos? What's different about it? Are they shooting? Are they not shooting? Is this good? Is this bad? We'll discuss it right here live on the Taz Show when we come back. A new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we are back here on the Taz Show on this Tuesday edition, talking a lot of Raw. Uh, A little while, about 30 minutes, Mike Johnson will come on via the telly, the telephone. He's in the telly. He's on the telly. He's on the telephone. He's on the telly. He's on the telly. Oh, shut up. How these people in England just call the telephone? The phone. Hello? Hello? Seth? Is this you? Hello, Seth? Hello, Seth? What do you want? Uh, I was wondering, uh, why, why do we have to say telly? you say telly, Seth? Telly? Yeah, I call it the telly all the time. He, yeah, he Anybody? definitely he definitely calls it the telly. It's not a telly. Anyone who hasn't gone to, you can't do it now because we're live. When we're not live, I heard you. 
to GoOnToTashShow.com, click, click the button that says Listen Live, and it's some funny shit, okay? So it's it's Steph leaving an outgoing message, and I think Vince McMahon is on the outgoing message. I don't know how you guys got Vince, but you got Vince to be on the outgoing message. That looks great. We had, we had to go through Cena. <laughs> Who's in our fantasy football league? Oh. Yeah, I sent him an email. I had Mr. Pimento say to me, uh, you know this whole John Cena thing, you know, you know the fantasy stuff about that. You know, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to get sued over here. You guys, we're going to get sued. Gonna, oh, stop. stop. Injunction gets filed. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, dude, I'm not kidding. Like, the boss was like, you got to make sure, you know. I'm like, <laughs> do you really think that John Cena, who I, you know, I consider a good guy, we know each other, I'm not like best friends with him. Like, is gonna like sue because we have him in our fantasy football league. Like, I don't think John would. I think he's kind of too busy, and I don't think he would either. Regardless, uh, anyway. Um, I before I get to the phones and tell you uh, about the promo style what WWE's doing. If you haven't noticed, I'm gonna get into that in a second. Top job of Jones on Facebook Live. I'm sorry, on Twitter. Speaking of Facebook Live, when are we doing that? Can we do that at, uh, let's do that at, uh, yeah, we can do it at the top of the hour, on the other side of the break? We absolutely can, yes. Second hour, Jones, spread the word, Facebook Live, right here on the Taz Show. Okay, boom, done. Now, uh, top job of Jones here on Twitter says, IMO, that means in my opinion, Jason Jordan should have snapped after his matches with Cena and Reigns and left them both laying in the ring, just like Dad just like that. Okay. Um, I don't agree. The reason why top jobber Jones is because if he does that, meaning uh, Jason Jordan, now you're kind of really getting off course of this heated, pushed WrestleMania angle they're doing with Cena and Roman Reigns. You can't have him just – you cannot – I should say, let me rephrase that. You cannot, and WWE would never use – Two main events, nevertheless, John Cena and or Roman Reigns as sacrificial lambs. And that, sir, is what you're suggesting. And that, to me, is not a good move. Just my opinion. I know you're a big fan of the show. You always tweet about the show, and I appreciate it. And I'm sure my show is the only uh, content covering wrestling that you listen or watch. Okay. Not just you, Top Jumper Jones. A lot of people. There's no loyalty in this world anymore. you got like three fans that are loyal to the show. Uh, but I digress. No, top job, Jones. I'm busting your balls. I appreciate it. I don't think that's a good idea, bro. I, and I just told you why. You can't use those guys as sacrificial lambs. It's not going to work. Uh, that's really that simple. Let's go uh, to Florida, and let's uh, speak to Kobe. Uh, you are the first caller of the day here on the Taz Show. Uh, what do you say there, Haas? Hey, Taz. How's it going, man? What do you say, Kobe? What's up, bud? Uh, not too much. Just uh, just trying to just recovering from the effects of this hurricane and just uh... – where, 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 um, Kobe, where exactly Florida are you from? I'm in San Augustine, Florida. I don't know if you're familiar. I've heard of it. Where, like, is that on the West Coast? Oh, so, yeah, you guys in between, yeah, a little bit, probably like, uh, 30 miles from Jacksonville, like, going south. Jacksonville, Yeah, I know there's a lot of, a lot of flooding in that area. Well, I hope you guys are recovering okay, man. It's, uh, been horrible with that whole state got hit with, man, this past weekend with Irma, really, uh. Thoughts and prayers with you guys. Uh, what do you want to talk about, buddy? 
Oh, no, I was just uh, catching up on Raw and stuff, and I was just thinking about, like, the cruiserweights and all. Um, I know Endo's getting, like, pushed right now, and uh, he'll be fighting Neville, but do you think someone like a, like a Johnny Gargano could be, like, a contender, like, down the road, you know, at all? I think down the road, yeah, but you mean for Neville? Yeah, or just in the division, because he had that, you know, that, you know, when Champa got hurt at NXT, and, I mean, I just feel like maybe it might help the division in the future whenever he comes back. I don't know, I guess sure. thinking like in the future, you know, like next year. Yeah, no, no, I hate. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like right now, I think, in my opinion, Enzo's probably gonna become cruiserweight champion. I said that a while ago, uh, a two hundred five live champion over there because they're pushing his ass hard. I mean, he's in two hundred five, and he got that big ass segment last night with Miz, which I'll talk about a little bit. And and uh, and the thing is, Kobe, right? I'll I'll, I'll answer your question in a second, but I want to thank you for calling the show, man. I appreciate you, buddy. And, uh, stay dry down there and hope, hope the damage isn't too bad, man. Uh, it sucks. But um, I do That's think sure. Gargano can eventually, whenever they're – I think he's ready. It's not like he's not ready. The guy's uh, – he's he's tremendous. I'm a big fan of Johnny Gargano. Um, you know, when you're called Johnny Wrestling, I mean, that's pretty impressive right there. So, it's like Johnny Manziel was Johnny Football when he was at Texas A&M. When he went to the Browns, not so much. Um, but um, – <laughs> no, but Johnny Gargano, I think um, – I think would do great uh, either on Raw or SmackDown, and especially in that cruiserweight division. I really do. Um, I definitely think he could be a guy that you could push. He could talk. His connectivity to the audience, obviously the hardcore audience, loves him. I think if they push him right, he's more than talented enough. The guy can flat out friggin' go in the ring. I'm a big fan of Gargano. He can friggin' work. Ain't no doubt. Um, he knows how to have money matches too. Sells great. High spots are great. The whole nine yards. A lot of inside turns. Markology almost out the window in this conversation right now. But I think Johnny Gargano is excellent. Um, but speaking of the 205 guys, I said this. I went on Facebook Live uh, last night before Roy, ju- before Raw, just to shoot the shit with you guys. And uh, and I think I said it last night. I just went on Facebook Live, not on the Taz show, just in general uh, from my house on my uh, phone. And um, I think I said this last week, Dennis. Maybe you can remind me. Uh, I know Shelton Benjamin's tagging with Chad Gable, but I really believe Chad Gable would be a guy you, you could have and should have put in that 205 division and really had him, you know, let's say you put the title on Enzo. Enzo can talk. We know that. No matter who likes him or who doesn't, um, he can talk. His work rate, eh, you know, where – a guy like Chad Gable, his work rate's excellent, and his talking's eh, so-so. So they balance each other. They can help each other. And that's what you want in the angle. As one as, 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 as you know, I would I would take uh, uh, Gable and turn him heel and have him in that 205, keep Enzo babyface, and then just I would I would go that route with those two guys. I mean, I do think that they're going to put that, that title on Enzo because they're pushing the hell out of him. Um, and I... I Dennis, did they say like last week they're gonna put the title on? Like they, I mean they're gonna once they push him. On en- on Enzo, you you said Enzo is gonna end up with the title. Right. Um, Chad though, I mean it's not my my uh, thought. It's not gonna happen because they're you know they're gonna invest in uh, Shelton Benjamin uh, along with Chad. And I love Shelton. I just I just think it just you know you think of Haas and Benjamin when you see these guys. I mean you just. And, but I love Shelton. I'm a I'm a fan of him professionally. I'm a fan of him personally. I mean, I've you know, I know him. I mean, he's a great guy. He's a, he's a tremendous talent. I mean, um, um, he's he's great. He's one of the best athletes in modern day history that's gotten to the wrestling business. You know, he's tremendous. 
I do not like uh, like him. But um, and I'll get back to the phones here in a second. But what I was saying, I was posing the question before with the break. You know, WWE, like, what are they doing? What, you know, past couple of weeks, if you notice, I'm mean, really going uh, pretty heavy on these shoot style promos. You know, shock and awe type of promos. We saw what Roman Reigns and Cena couple times ready last night was another time and i gotta be frank i think it's getting played out with these two guys like just my opinion it's like enough ready okay we got it you know john's get out talk them they're gonna insult each other i got it okay cool and they're playing the game of what one-upsmanship with the sh- with the the last line he who gets the last line but last night cena got the last line and zing the, the week prior roman Reigns got the last line zing okay I, I got it i understand it's getting a little played out the more you do that, WWE, the more it doesn't look like a shoot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The more you do it and the more you jam it down our throat, the more it looks like a work. Straight up. So stop a little bit. It's, you might be past that point of stopping. Then they went that route with Miz and Enzo. So they went the shoot route with Miz and Enzo, and I had a lot of people saying, well, man, some people on social media said, do you think that um, Enzo – Knew that some of those lines for Miz was coming, like you hated in the locker room, all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, you got heat, whatever he said. He, what was he saying, Dennis? He said he's a lot of that stuff, right? Yeah, it was. It was some. It was some stuff peeling back the curtain, if you will. That means you didn't see it. Um, that's what that means, right there. When you say it's a very vague, please don't use the vague. Just say you didn't see it. Have you, did you see it? No, I did see it. I just I, I don't know the specifics, but I mean it was I don't want I didn't want to copycat you and say, "Oh, he said he's got heat in the locker room backstage." That's copy- then you get mad if I copy you. Cop- what are you for? Who says copycat anymore? I didn't say <laughs> meow. You're a copycat. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dennis, you got a beard and you're trying to copycat the captain. That's what you're doing. That's what Seth said. Buy a hat. You're a copycat of the captain. That's you, Dennis. Seth Seth wouldn't call me a copycat. He'd be like, you're he'd call me the P word. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a heel. Oh yeah. Like I was saying, heel. So the thing is like they they he Miz definitely pulled back the curtain per se and said, you know, that's why you're you're getting thrown off tour buses and you know, you're not allowed in the locker room and Shoot Jones, right? So I've talked about this heat with Enzo, and I've talked about it with Mike Johnson on the show, and uh, I went on Twitter about it. Like, look, he could have all the heat he wants, Enzo. They could hate this guy. The locker room, the boys can hate him all they want. Yeah, that does make your day a little longer, and it sucks. But at the end of the day, homeboy has no heat with the office. That I'm telling you, okay, meeting Enzo. Because this motherfucker is getting pushed, okay? And 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 good for him, good for him. You know, you know what? You, you, I hate to be a heel, but I'm just being frank here. You're not in this business to make friends. Okay, you're in this business to make money. And if anybody tells you different, then they're a mock. I'm just being honest. You that doesn't mean you can't make money and make friends, because I'm sure that comment I just made would be taken out of context. As I said, anybody who has friends in business is a mock. That's not what I said. So correct them if they misquote me. What I'm saying is you can make friends and have friends and make money at the same time. Okay, you can do that. But sometimes people get jealous of you. Sometimes people don't like you. Sometimes people don't like to push again. Sometimes, meaning the wrestlers, sometimes they you said or did something that, that irked them, that turned in the wrong way. And that's all it takes is to piss off one guy. 
And if it's the right guy you piss off, it's a cancer. And it spreads in a locker room. And it spreads online. And it spreads everywhere, social media. Because that one guy or that second girl or that one guy, whoever, that, that group of guys, that click, they're the ones that create that subterfuge heat and bury you more and more and more and more. I'm telling you. Now, I never really had that happen to me. I, well, maybe a little bit in ECW when I was getting pushed. I mean, I, I, I you know, years later, I heard that you know, how all the wrestlers hated me at the time being there. I didn't notice that. They were all very nice to me and very cool with me for years. So I, but news to me, whatever. I know I took myself very serious back then, but I was trying to get over. I didn't burn anyone and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't bury anyone and I didn't cut nobody's throat. I just worked hard and it was all business. I didn't wasn't going to go to the bar and get shit-faced and hang out and do all that shit. I minded my business, did my thing. That was me. And I didn't begrudge anyone who did that stuff. Enzo, what he does in his private time in, in, in a bar or not at a bar, I don't know. I don't know the guy's business. I haven't heard nothing. All I know is it's about what happens when you walk through that entranceway. And when the red light's on you, what you do. No matter if you like this guy or not, he's a performer. He's a performer. And the company knows that, and the company's pushing him. So all that locker room hearsay stuff and all that kind of shit of somebody creating something, I don't know who it is, and I don't care who it is. I'm just trying to let you guys know, if I'm, if 10 fans are listening to me, maybe five, half of you might say, you know what, this guy Taz is right. It's about what we see on TV. Who cares what happens? If you're a baseball fan, um, uh, Aaron Judge, right? Okay, so Aaron Judge, uh, you know, the, the the Yankee who's still in the slump, right? The big home run hitter who had a, a good month of pro baseball. Dennis, you remember him, right? Yes, I'm familiar with Aaron Judge. Okay. So New York Yankees. So let's say two-shot Jones, please, Anthony. I, I want to talk to my friend. Ben. So Aaron Judge, I haven't really been watching much baseball because it's football season. Baseball means nothing to me right now. Um, it's true. So... <laughs> Is Aaron Judge still? I'm just curious. Is he still slumping a little? Uh, not. That's a yes. No, That's no, no. He's yes. no. He's coming out of it, but he's not. He's not where he's at. He's not where he's at at the beginning of the year. I put the jinx on that guy. Yes, you did. <laughs> I am not happy and, about that. I'm sorry, but but here's the thing. My point about Aaron Judge, and I'm talking about uh, Enzo. It's let's just say pretend. I know this is not the case. Let's say Aaron Judge was still on fire like he was at the beginning of the year. You know, I mean, forget Aaron Judge. Who, who's the, who would you say um, the best player in the American League is right now? Overall baseball player. Who? Amer- well, Giancarlo Stanton's on a on a historic pace for home runs, so we'll use him National League. Cool. Marlins Jones, Stanton. So, okay, Stanton, let's say this guy had heat in the clubhouse. Every ball player hated him. Everybody hated him. Fans shouldn't give two shits how much heat he's got in the, in the in the clubhouse. They care about him putting runs on the scoreboard. They care about him making plays on defense. That's what fans should and do care about. Same with wrestling. In my opinion, I don't even know why fans should care if a guy has heat in a locker room or if a, a one wrestler who's got seniority on Enzo doesn't like him and creates this thing and buries him, and then everybody starts to bury him backstage. Um, why does that matter to fans? But I guess me being a former wrestler, that part I don't get. You know, I, I, I don't. That part I don't understand. I guess, and I'm not knocking fans. Maybe it's a situation where fans like the, um, some fans like to hear about the, the drama backstage or the behind the scenes. Oh, that, no one likes that guy. That type of thing. I guess, right? Wouldn't you say that's it? Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
I look thinking when you were talking about the comparisons, I think of uh, Barry Bonds, how he was like this surly, like hated the media, wasn't a great teammate, but you wanted him on your team because he's going to help you win. Right. I agree. I I agree. That's a good example, Dennis. Good job, my friend. Uh, Let's go to the phones here. Uh, Let's go to Big J. Uh, Big J's in Kansas City. Uh, You're on the Taz Show, Haas. What do you say there? Hey, Taz, how about them Cowboys, Dennis? Just wanted to bring uh, that up again. <laughs> hey, uh, Taz, so I like, you know, I liked American Alpha whenever they first came up, but I don't think the WWE universe really got on board with them. I think their their entrance music fell flat, and I think they just didn't get a great enough push, and I think part of it was the announcement team didn't help them out. And it seems like Michael Cole and Booker T just really are – ragging on this guy for being a rookie i would have liked to see him not go after roman reigns last night but go in the locker room in the back and just start running amok and then kurt trying to come and talk to him and then try to run a segment like that i just feel like you know they're making this kid to be some kind of i don't know rookie that he's not and he, he's, he's good he's a good he's a good talent but i just don't know what they're trying to do with him on raw and now, hold on, hold on, Big J. So, well, Big J, hang on one second. Let me, just, let me interact with you a little bit. Um, so here's the thing. First of all, when Michael Cole, Booker T, and they're saying those things, they're produced to say those things. That, that's Just don't interrupt me. Just hear me out because we have a little bit of a delay on this call. So just – and you're not gone. You're still on the show here. So hang on. So that's the first thing. So Michael Cole, Booker T, or Corey, these announcers are, promote, are produced to say things like that. So don't blame them. It's not their fault. Blame the people who are producing them. That's number one. Number two, uh, the thing is, with, with with him, meaning Jason Jordan, to your theory of going in the back and running amok and beating people up, why would he do that? What's the re- what's the catalyst? Why? I f- I feel like it would kind of help his story a little bit with him being, you know, Kurt. What story? Angry. Does he have a story? What is his story, Big J? I don't even know his story. What's just you tell me his story? That's the thing. He doesn't have one. I mean, the only thing going is that he's Kurt Angle's illegitimate son. That's it. Right. Correct which isn't enough, as you and I know, right? We both know that. So right. the thing is, they had a chance with Emma to do something. They had a chance to, they can't, like the person on Twitter, Top Jabba Jones, said, have him turn, you know, on, um, you know, on, on uh, Roman last night or Cena last week. You can't do that. You can't use those big-name guys as sacrificial lambs, especially if they're in a big-ass angle they're trying to make like WrestleMania for the, for, uh, for the pay-per-view. So you can't do that. I mean, you, you know, uh, uh, but the, annu- the announcing, dude, you can't, you can't just – oh, hold on. One thing I want to say to you, what you said about American Alpha. You said they weren't getting a push, correct? I, I, I mean, I, I know they were tag team champs, but I felt like they didn't really live it up. That, but they didn't have the, the, the championships that long. Right, and and the thing, and and they shouldn't have. They should have never got him. Okay, they should have never got him. And the reason why is, and why they didn't get over, it wasn't the announcers that didn't get him over, and it wasn't even the company that didn't. Because the company tried to push them, uh, Big J. The reason why they didn't get over is because they were replicating another team called the Steiner Brothers. Okay, and they were doing a, a lot of spots that a lot of guys like me made themselves famous on. So they they were a, they were a a a kind of a ripoff of other people and another team. That's why they didn't get over. And that's why it's not about the push. It's not about the announcements. It's not. And, and that's just how I saw it. And, and, and you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, but you, would you, I'm just curious from a fan perspective, and then I got to let you go here. Uh, would you have rather seen them keep American Alpha together? 
Uh, I mean, the tag team division to me isn't as strong, so I would like it, but the universe wasn't really on board with them. I can see your point with them copying another team, but I don't, I don't know because then they got Gable now with belt with Benjamin and it doesn't look good either. So I, 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 I can't argue with that big J thanks for calling dude, but no, you're not wrong on that. That's what I was just saying earlier. Like I'm a little confused on that deal, but uh, I mean, I'm happy for Shelton that he's back in the WWE. And I think a lot of fans that are fans of Shelton love seeing Shelton. I do. I think you do something with Shelton without Chad Gable. Keep Chad G- Chad Gable. Just put his ass in 205 and let him be dominant. I just think he'd be great. Um, I do. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I don't know. I, I it, It's a shame because I think both those guys have a lot of potential. And they're, they're start-stopping. They're doing different things here with Jason Jordan. Fans are real. Not just me. I mean, fans are noticing. As I said at the top in the first segment of my show here, you, you can't sell this guy like he's friggin' a rookie. You know, people know he's not a rookie. Stop. Really. Don't insult people's intelligence. <clears throat> Seriously, you got to stop. No, it, it's 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 annoying. It really annoys me. Insulting. Um, but back to what I was saying about the promo style stuff. You know, WWE's going more of the shoot style promo thing. That route. You know, <clears throat> like I said, shock and awe. That's the the thing that jumps in my mind. Ooh, did you hear what he said to him? Ooh, did you hear what he said to him? I will give them credit. You do not hear people, well, I don't see it anywhere on social media. Maybe some people are complaining. I don't hear people calling my show, and I'm very interactive with you guys, the audience, as you know, on Facebook Live, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. I don't really see anybody ever saying lately, which is cool. This is good for WWE. I'm going to put them over, and then I'm going to go to break. I don't see anybody bitching. There's too many promo segments. Too many guys are talking. I want more wrestling. I want more. I don't hear that. That's cool. That means at least the promo segments that they've been doing is intriguing, is entertaining, people like it, and they're not bitching. No one's going to complain about promo segments as long as they're good. When someone's droning on and on and on and on and on, and they're getting nowhere, and no one cares about this guy or girl on the mic, then it's the shifts. No one cares. Okay? They're not doing that. By creating a little bit more of a shoot feel, it's getting people intrigued and involved. They got to be careful of not effing it up or fucking it up, pardon my French. And they did that last night by, again, having Roman and Cena get into their little shoot bob. The more they do it now, the more it's played out. It got over the first couple times. Stop. Stop. Get creative and think of a better way to push these two guys against each other for the next pay-per-view coming up. Uh, Miz and Enzo stuff was very cool. I liked it. Um, I did. Um, um, you know, and congratulations to Miz and Maurice uh, on the announcement that uh, that sh- his wife is pregnant. That's awesome. Good for them. I'm happy for them. And uh, I, I was, you know, uh, the the shoot promo thing back and forth with Miz and 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 Enzo. I thought it was very cool. I liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was good for Enzo, and I thought it was good for Miz. Uh, don't keep revisiting now. You know, let's move on. You know. And I'm moving on. I'm going to break right now. All the side of break, we'll have Mike Johnson on via the telly right here on the Taz Show. People on the phone, I'll get to you after I talk to Mike. Sit tight. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty. Yeah, we're uh, rock and rolling on this 
Tuesday edition. Been talking a lot of Monday Night Raw. Got one hour down. One hour to go. We are live right now on Facebook. At Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. Yeah, that's correct. And I believe uh, it's time for the PW Inside Report. With my man, MJ, they call him. Not to be confused with Michael Jordan. He is Mike Johnson. Do we have his fancy Dan open? Let's play that bitch in three, two, one. And now, the PW Insider Report with Mike Johnson. We give Mike 10 minutes. He gives us everything we need to know in the world of pro wrestling. 10 minutes. <laughs> what about that? Mike, what's up? Good moment, Taz. How are you? Good moment. You are the sensei of good moment. I will have to, you know. Bow to you. You are the man who deemed a good moment. You gave the Taz show a good moment. You, sir, are the only one since I've been doing this show. I think tomorrow will be episode 450. 450 live effing shows out here, Mike. And because you are the only one to give the show something. And you gave us a good moment. Thank you. You are welcome. What's going on? I, I could also give away the secret location where you are since it's in my basement. Well... I'm not in your basement. I have the rave cave. I mean, I know, I, I know, I knew it you were gonna do that. Familiar, I have to tell you. <laughs> you hear me yelling through the air conditioned vents. <laughs> like, wait, is that Taz down there? What is he when I'm in the Bronx, I can hear you yelling at Dennis from Manhattan. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's funny shit. <laughs> So what's going on in this scuttlebutt of this crazy business? Uh, you, uh, you mentioned Asuka earlier. I wanted to jump right in and mention that. Uh, I heard she's back sometime mid or late October. Thank you for that. I knew you would know. So yeah, how many weeks? So. But she's, weeks? Going to, she's going to Japan next week on the SmackDown tour. She's going to make an appearance. They've got a couple of shows uh, in Tokyo, I believe, next week. So she'll be on those, uh, but she's not physically cleared to return to the ring. She's got a collarbone issue, and um, I believe October is when she's going to be cleared. I mean, everything is subject to WWE medical, giving the thumbs up or the thumbs down. But as of right now, I heard October. Dude, I've had shoulder injuries in my career. Dude, I'm telling you, they suck because it gets like an impingement. It's tough to come back from. Like train, She'll come back. I don't, I'm, I'm rephrase that. It's tough to rehab a shoulder injury. I mean, it's just I've had them. I've had surgery on them. They suck. I, I would almost rather have my, my knee, have surgery on my knee, which I've had, as opposed to my shoulder. I just can't explain it. When you said her collarbone, I'm like, I feel bad for this girl. But she's tough. She'll, she's going to be back better than ever, and I think she's going to have a great great uh, career and a great run in Raw. Is it just because the shoulder has so much more of a range of motion in general than, like, the knee would? Because, you know, the knee exactly. can only go in so many directions, where the shoulder, you know, you should be able to move it in all sorts of, all sorts of uh, positioning. Absolutely. There's uh, something in there called an AC joint, right? It's your joint. And then there's like these little membranes, like a labrum, like a little thin piece of uh, membrane, like a muscle tissue that's over it. I, I tore my labrum. Uh, you could tear your rotator cuff, which most people know what that is. But that's all this AC joint, to your point. It's like if you look at like uh, my camera's on a tripod right now. Okay. So and the camera, uh, this tripod has like this ball joint to move the camera around. A lot of people know what I'm talking about if you have a, an HD camera or, or anything with a, a, a tripod. It's like that. An AC joint is like that. To your point, there's a lot of rotations to it. So I think, I think, not a doctor, I just play one on streaming radio, uh, but I think that it's due to the fact that there is, uh, it takes so much longer to rehab because the joint itself 
is is a little more sensitive than people know. The muscles around it, from what I've learned from having these injuries, is a lot stronger, and the ligament and tendons that go into it, like your bicep tendon, you know, keeps the strength of the AC joint. It's like it's like I'm a doctor up in this motherfucker. It's unbelievable. Doctor Taz, that's me, bro. That's me. Uh, so yeah, so. Are you happy that that she's uh, on the Raw thing? I mean, you're, you're not surprised because you listen to the Taz show. You know my theories. You know the deal. Yeah, I, I mean, the idea of Oscar against Bailey again or Oscar against Sasha Banks or Oscar against Nia all had me excited. I'm always a little trepidatious because as we've covered here on the show and I've written about on PW Insider, there's always that sort of – I don't know if it's just um, an issue with creative or if it's an issue with the talents. 95% of the talents that come up from NXT, there's sort of that transitional period, and you feel the talents sort of lose their momentum. And we've seen, we've seen that with Shinsuke Nakamura quite a bit since he's come to SmackDown. And so I'm, part of me is, like, excited to see her finally go up to the main roster because she's earned it, and part of me is sad that the NXT version of her career is over because it was so much fun to watch, and I'm a little um, pre- I'm precariously watching to see how they're going to present her when she gets there. Called paying dues, brother. You know about this, yeah. and it ha- unfortunately, I'm not saying I agree with it either. I've lived it. Uh, when you you go there to WWE, and it's sick. It's nuts because these these talents are under WWE contracts in NXT. It's it is WWE, but you know they still they they are they are full throttle in treating treating. And I'm not saying anything news breaking here. They're full throttle in treating NXT like a farm system. So <clears throat> you got to pay your dues. You know, I, I and I'm not. I don't I, look. I'm all about paying your dues, but it's a, to me, it's a little hogwash because these talents are under contract to WWE. They know the WWE system. They are champions in WWE. You take a Finn Balor, he's ready made in WWE. You take Nakamura, ready made. You take Oscar, ready made. Bobby Roode, ready made. These freaking people are ready made. They've been built. They, they had careers besides going to NXT, but they learned your system under you. What do they got to pay dues against for? <laughs> what, what, from a creative standpoint. It, to okay. me, it's, it's, it's asinine. It is, but I'm not surprised. And a caller brought up uh, American Alpha earlier. Great example of a team that really super excelled in NXT and became a franchise for that brand. And then once they were brought to SmackDown, they sort of sputtered. And I know, you know Gable had an injury very early on in that run, but they were still – the, the blueprint for how to make that team work was there, and it had been shown to be successful, yet on SmackDown, the creative team never tried to utilize that blueprint. And that's, to me, that's maddening. I, I've never understood – it's like when you – you know, I, I don't want you – know, not to make it about you, although it is your show, you know, when you came to WWE, the blueprint for how the Taz character should work was right there in front of their eyes, and they chose not to use it. And, and even back then, I would scratch my head and go, well, that's just stupid. Don't you want to make money? Like, I would, I would never understand that. And you're right, Mike. And it's not just Vince McMahon. It's the people around him that are in his ear. No, no, do this. No, he's not big enough to suplex these guys. He's not doing – you know, I've had, I've had that where Vince said, well, how, how, how are you going to – how is it believable that – let's just say it's JBL, uh, that, that you could suplex uh, Bradshaw uh, because I can. That's why it's believable. That's what I said to him. <laughs> you know, which probably which probably didn't get me over with him. But this was while I was on the contract, like I, because I can suplex him. That's why it's believable because I can do it. Um, you know. Uh, but my point is, is you're, you're right what you're saying, and I appreciate you mentioning me because it's true and it's a sensitive subject to me in, in that regard because it did happen to me. 
Um, and, and then the suplex conversation probably happened to Gable. Well, well, why? How how can this kid suplex uh, a, a guy that's two hundred sixty pounds when he's not a big guy? How can he do it? Well, because he can. Okay, so that that kind of shit happens all the time, man. It's really frustrating to live it. I can tell you that even though you get paid, it's very, very, very frustrating. And it's sad to see that it's still like that. Uh, look at the Ascension. I mean, the Ascension is a team that they were pushed pretty hard in NXT, right? I mean, you yeah, mentioned they, you they mentioned were undefeated the, forever in a day. Oh, hello, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, and the Ascension could talk, you know. <laughs> so you know, now again, hold on, Death Nail. What's the what's the comparison between uh, American Alpha and and the uh, and the Ascension? The Death Nail portraying characters that were over before you. That's a mm. death nail. That's a death nail, bro. Uh, Steiners, and then obviously Road Warriors, Demolition, all that stuff. Look at what Enzo said last night. They did that shoot-style promo. Pay attention. Clip-worthy shit right here. Okay, Enzo said to Miz, I'm original. And he's right. When you're original, that's a big, big plus, as long as the company pushes you. But what he said is a shoot. That's a shoot. He's original. Enzo, is, no matter if you like him or not, and I don't give a shit about his heat in the locker room, if you like this guy a lot or not, he is original. He's innovative. He's creative. He thinks outside the box, and he brings it forward. And to the company's credit, they push him. Yep. That's why, uh, why Braun Strowman's getting that big push, because they see him as their creation and original. Had there you he go. Bingo. big push in NXT, it might not have been the same trajectory. Good point. Very good point. Because... <laughs> and you're, I'm not telling you nothing you don't know. I mean, I, 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 Vince and some of the people close to him, especially at times, Vince, it, it needs to be like it's done through him. It's his thing. It's it's for him. You know, it's it's what they're building. It's what he's doing. You know that that's why. I mean, that uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, they're all working hard there. Um, uh, they are. The talents are working hard. The writers are working hard. Everybody's working hard. I mean, but it. It does get frustrating as fans. You know, when I was wrestling, you know, and, and I was dealing with some of that stuff, I felt that. I, I felt, and, and it was, as you know, the internet wasn't as popular as it is now, Mike. And it was, it kind of was, what, when, I, when it was like early 2000, there was, there was, I don't know when the internet started, but there was internet, right? I think We, we had a yeah, transition.com in 2000. Good point. That's right. And, and the thing is, like, you know, I, I knew that fans were, like, not mad at me, but mad at the company. I knew it. And I knew... Fans that were casual fans, not just the ECW fans, they were buying my merch. My merch was insane. I remember them telling me for weeks, my merch was number two to a guy named The Rock. He was one, I was two. Like, it was crazy. And and here I am struggling against, you know, uh, the big boss man. I mean, God rest his soul. I'm not knocking Ray, but I'm just saying. Like, he wasn't at that time. He wasn't pushed hard. Or Albert, you know, like, like you know what I mean? Like, it was just, but I, I you know. You learn when you're there, you, not to fall in line. You, you die on certain hills. Certain hills you don't want to die on because you get heat. And you've heard guys get heat for the stuff like that. Yeah, and you got, you got to pick and choose your battles. And sometimes you got to realize, if I'm going to have a 45-minute argument over whether I'm wrestling on heat or raw, uh, perhaps I should shut my mouth and just wait until uh, I can have a 45-minute argument to explain why you should push me as opposed to put me on this TV show. So, But you, Sorry, you've had many my... of those battles over your career. I have. <laughs> I have yeah. yeah, you got to pick and choose, you know, but but you know what? It's called passion at the end of the day. I've, I've been in arguments, obviously a lot of arguments with Heyman while I was in ECW, but with, with, with Vince for sure. And, and 
And when I told Baltimore, look, I'm, I get like this because I'm passionate. And, and they both understood that at separate conversations, you know, yeah, because they're smart guys. You know what I mean? But uh, so what else is going on? What other kind of scuttlebutt we got going on? What's going on? What's going on? Well, obviously, a big day for WWE today. They got three and a half hours of live television to produce. They got the Sin City version of SmackDown Live with Vince McMahon uh, confronting Kevin Owens. And I would assume this is setting up Owens versus Shane McMahon at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Um, they've also got some title matches underneath that, including Ty Dillinger challenging AJ Styles for the U.S. title and what will be his biggest match to date on the main roster. Then after SmackDown goes off the air, everybody switches over to the WWE Network, and it's the May Young Classic Finals with Shayna Baszler facing uh, Carrie Sane. And uh, we already know that Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair are both going to be in the house. Uh, WWE announced that already. So uh, continuing on the teased potential feud between the WWE version of the Four Horse Women and the MMA version of the Four Horse Women, which hold course- on, I got. I mean, Mike, let me stop for a minute because mm-hmm. you're, you're just leave that. Gra- hey, Ann, put that graphic out up, please, <clears throat> with, with all the girls in the May Young. Um, <clears throat> You're promoting their stuff, which is fine, but I just wanted to point something out here. Uh, are you are you watching the show, Mike, or not? No, I don't want to be distracted by moving images. I'm just on. I would be watching it, but apparently I can't be on Skype this week. No, you can't be. You know yeah, why? Because so I am. Like, so uh, that's why. Because I am. That's why. I'm on Skype. You're not on Skype. It's my well, turn. How about why are you that? stealing my gimmick? You have two hours to get yourself over. Now you're taking my gimmick. I know I'm very – I can't help it. It's my gimmick now. I stole your gimmick. No, I'm not saying – no, listen. Not, this is what I want to talk about. There's a graphic on the sc- – Mike, there's a graphic on the screen, right? Mm-hmm. And, and fans that are watching show can see this, right, that, that Anthony put up here, the, the video producer extraordinaire. It's all the girls that, you know, I guess from Jump Street from day one, when they first had it. I don't know how many girls are there. There's probably – There were 32 women geez, in the morning. There's got to be 42 girls in this picture. So uh, – <laughs> And right in the middle, on the top, is Triple H. Of course why? it is. <laughs> like, why? Why? Stop! Stop! <laughs> Holy shit. Let these kids do their thing, bro. Good lordy me. Oh, my. Everywhere. Guy debuts. It's Triple H. Let's take a picture. And let me look gigantic <laughs> next to you. <laughs> so you look like a fucking little guy. That's this big, and I'll look like a massive man next to you. And Triple H, if you would love to come on my show, I would love to talk to you about that person. Maybe you uh, and me can take that. a picture together. He's a lot bigger than me. So, you know, that, that makes him better than me. Well, so, you uh, don't create. You stand on that. You'll be good. <laughs> or I can stand on my wallet. Ba-dum-ba-dum. There you go. Oh, there you go. But if he stands on his wallet, he's going to be taller. So I digress. <laughs> If he stands on Stephanie's wallet, he'll be gigantic. I was going to say, if he gets Vince's wallet, you won't even be in the picture. <laughs> You're not kidding. No, I just don't know why he's in the photo. Bro. It's, it's par for the course. Um, yeah, so they got a lot of programming they're doing this, this uh, today. That's a, that's a, that's a long tough thing for to that, do. man, because they also have 205 Live they got to produce as well after the May Young thing goes off the air. So they got a long – that production team's got a long day ahead of them. Man, days like that, I've learned from working there long enough, avoid Kevin Dunn. That's what you do. You just avoid all those people. <laughs> Kevin and Vince, you avoid. And I know you're doing Facebook Live, too, but I, I, unless I'm mistaken, I think they're they're doing something on Facebook Live in the afternoon, like a red carpet for the May Young thing. So add that to all the production they're doing today. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, um, nobody's nobody's trying to go out of their way to hurt anybody, you know, I always have a theory no one goes to work and tries to do a crappy job. Uh, especially, right. in a, especially in the entertainment world, 
But man, that's a that that's a rough that's a rough day. It's a <laughs> I would not I want to have anybody's jobs today in that company. Oh, it's tough. That's a, from a production standpoint, it's tough. And look, Mike, they've had some cutbacks, right? You know, financially, because I, I, I haven't heard. I mean, I, I haven't. I you know, I know a lot of guys at the studio. Um, I haven't talked to any of the guys that are on the road production. Um, I feel weird to ask them, but uh, have they cut back on production too, they, t- as far as employees? Yeah, obviously, obviously the um, the pyro is gone. They have right. cut back on production assistance at the tapings, um, and uh, oh. they have also instilled in all of the departments to watch their spending. Don't be frivolous with plane with flights. If you can drive to the show within three to four hours, please drive to the show instead of flying. Um, wow. Acquisitions in terms of uh, tape libraries and things like that. I know there were some some entities they were talking to about potentially acquiring additional tape libraries, and they've kind of told them we're going to push this off to the next quarter. Uh, we, we've you know we've been told not to make any big expenditures. So there have there there has been an internal edict. Uh, to cut back on different things. Why? What the source of that is, I can't tell you, um, but it has happened. I think a lot uh, um, probably has to do with the WWE Network. I mean, I think that they're probably in a situation where they got to be accountable to the you know, to stockholders, uh, and they got to show profit on the WWE Network. I, I think that's probably a good chunk, and they're probably trying to put a lot of money into either production um, of new shows, or current shows, well, they, they've or cut something. back on a lot of the new shows as well. There was a R Truth game show that had been approved. He was going to be the host of a game show that had been really? approved. They had shot a pilot, and they were going to shoot it and release it this fall. They've they've pulled the plug on that. The second season of Edge and Christian, they've they've pulled the plug and postponed that. So, I mean, even with original programming on the network, they've slowed down on in that regard. Mm, wow. Yeah. Well, well so, but you may I guess right. uh, you know their big their big goal for WrestleMania week was to hit two million subscribers for the network. They did absolutely. not hit that number. So you know the if, if if by not hitting it means that that company's bleeding money somewhere else, you know as well as I do they're gonna they're gonna just start cutting things off at the knees and until they hit the numbers that they're happy with internally. Yes, sir. Uh, wouldn't be the first time. It will not be the last. No, now it will not be. It will, has not. You know. Listen, there was a time period where Vince walked in and told all the executives their 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 salaries were being cut in half, and they did yeah. all sorts of crazy things, like even removing the water bottles. And this is like you know right around the advent of the Monday Night Wars, the beginning of that. So I mean, that company will tighten its belt when it needs to. <laughs> Dude, I remember when the XFL failed. Holy shit, did we feel it? The wrestlers. Good lordy me. Oh, pay cut Jones. Like uh, the, <laughs> the house is like, oh, man, everything went down, dude. Everything went down. Um, and we, they told us it was going to go down. I mean, you know, some of us had, you know, uh, guarantees also, but you also make money uh, above that, if, you know, without getting into details on the way wrestlers' contracts are so structured. It's a little confusing to right, explain. There's, bo- so. there's bonuses for house shows and merchandise right, and things right, like that. Right. Correct. And, and, Jesus Christmas, that stuff dropped immensely when XFL failed. Oh, God. I'm, I'm Vince, sure you were happy. <laughs> dude, it, was, it sucked. I mean, at that time, I was doing, I was segueing into the announcing role, and, and I was a little reluctant with the announcer, but I was doing Sunday Night Heat. Michael Cole and I were doing it from uh, Midtown Manhattan, right there at Times Square at the WWF restaurant when they had it. And now I think it's the Hard Rock now. I yeah, drive past it now. Yeah, so um, I don't even look at it. I just go right through uh, Times Square. But the thing is, they've really, um, you know, when they cut back, they cut back. And 
What, let me ask you one more thing. What about the whole freaking uh, tier system gimmick? Like, when, when is that? What's going on with that? I, I heard a lot of scuttlebutt. They, they, were gonna do they that. signed Progress and Insane Championship Wrestling from the UK scene to deals, and they're getting the content in. They have those agreements, and the idea was that they were going to roll out the tiered system. They looked at hmm. other independent groups that they could have relationships with, and they just never pulled the trigger. So it still could happen, but it just hasn't happened yet because the idea was you you would you would pay an additional i think it was like 4 or 5 dollars to get additional material and you would get uh certain WWE programming live instead of having to wait like an extra day or two like one of the one of the proposals was uh, you would get NXT live every week from full sale and if gotcha. you didn't have that tiered system instead of watching it live you might have to wait 3 or 4 days to see the episodes like things like that like they had they had all sorts of like proposals that they had sent out in terms of surveys to the audience and but you know they definitely have deals with ICW and Progress from the UK and um and Scotland uh but they just haven't done anything with them yeah well they i got to be frank and i've talked to a couple of people behind the scenes and i i actually to be honest <laughs> I've lived this a little bit in, uh, in, I don't know, the past six or seven months. They, uh, and they've done it to some other people without naming names uh, that don't work for WWE, not wrestlers, uh, people that do content. Let's just put it that way. They have, I, I hate to say it, but it's got to be blunt. They've, they really, there's no closure to conversations. They'll start conversations with people. I'm, I, you're not going to hear this shit anywhere else. This is a shoot right here. They'll start conversations with people and, and go into good conversations, and then it just ends. And you don't even know why it ended. They don't say nothing. And, and I know this for a fact with about three people, that if I named the names, you people would know their names. Um, they, they get into dialogue for four, five, six weeks, um, and then it just, boop, gone. And nobody knows why, and I'm starting to think I know why, um, and I think it's about money. And I think that they're they're trying that maybe they, they maybe they do have some you know uh, some decently heavy financial issues or they're trying to hone their money in everything about the network could be okay things that you hear Mike right here well, you will not hear on Dancing with the Table on the WWE Network so. <laughs> probably not <laughs> on that note Mike I got to go to break and I'm going to let you go big guy How all right that? I want to thank everybody for checking this out you could. Visit us at pwinsider.com. You can try. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let's cue up the music. Uh -huh. but I can't dance. Nobody can watch. All right. You can check it's us out anyway. at pwinsider.com 24-7. If you, if you want to check us out for ad-free for three days free, go to pwinsiderelite.com. And, of course, you can follow me at MikePWinsider on Twitter. Thanks for listening, everybody. Mike, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Time. Talk to you later. Week. So there you go. We're going to go to break on that note. Dash show, keep talking. We're on the other side. Interact a little bit on the phones and on Facebook Live. Sit tight, bitches. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All righty, we are back here live on the Taz Show and fourth quarter city right here. We are rocking and rolling. 
I was uh, making some adjustments to my fantasy football, uh, the fantasy football league of the Taz Show, the Lou Sass Invitational, the official fantasy football league. I made some moves to dominate again this week. Uh, real quick update, please, uh, Dennis. I, I, we're on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. Talk Raw. Got a lot going on. Got to take a couple of calls here. I got to get rolling. Uh, new time slot city. Uh, give us an update, folks. Uh, sir, you, Dennis, whatever your name is, on what's going on with the fantasy football. Who won this week? All right. So we'll start with you since it's the Lou Sass Invitational. So it would only be appropriate if we started with the Lou Sass himself. Uh, you were victorious against, who'd you play? Robbie, I want to say, right? Yeah, Purple People Eaters yes. is Robbie. You won 161 to 108. That's a, a beating. Yes. Absolute domination on your part. Congratulations. That was a big week for you. Yes. Um, next up, we have Ant and myself faced off, and Ant was victorious 114 to 108. So it was a close matchup, but uh, in the end, the Dumpster Dojos toughed it out. Well... At the end of the day, it's all about you and Ant uh, playing grab ass with each other in the dumpster. And that's what happened in this game. You guys uh, had a little circle, grab ass. Dude, let me grab your ass. I'll grab your ass. You want to? I want to. I love you. I love you. Let's hug. We love each other. Dead hair, the whole thing. People get it. That doesn't sound like a bad time. Okay. Next. Uh, Ant wants to defend himself with the grab ass. No, no, I didn't want to defend myself. I should be like, Taz, we're not only in the undefeated club in the loose ass invitational, but our pro teams are also undefeated. You and I, that's the uh, Denver Broncos and my Buffalo Bills. Yes. Yep. Congratulations, guys. Oh, so Uh, Seth. Not not Dennis, though. Dennis is uh, Giants. uh, They played JV. Oh, no, he called the Jets who the Bills beat JV football. Got it. Okay. I stand by that. Jet fans, please. Uh, you know oh, Dennis is a- if you disagree, I would love to hear from Jet fans. Well, I can't call it JV football, dude. I, it's disrespectful to pro athletes. All right, next. Who, tell me the next. Come on. All right, so Seth and his offensive team name played the Cowboys team. Yes. And- well, he's the new boys. Yes. Yeah. The new boys. We That's have the new burgers called. that are me and then the new boys that are Seth. Uh, he lost the Cowboys team yeah. 111 to 106. So another close matchup, but Cowboy was victorious. Listen, no, Cowboy, his name will never be mentioned again in the Loose Ass Invitational. From now on going forward, when we give the audience updates. Okay, Cowboy will be referenced as Mr. X, and that's it. Simple. That's kind of a cool nickname, though. You know why he's Mr. X? It's because he's auto-picking. He ought to pick this draft. He don't pay attention. He don't care about it. He doesn't belong in it. This could have been – this is a uh, a good spot that someone else could have used, and we gave it to Cowboy, and I'm disappointed in him because of the auto pick. I'm being honest with you. Okay, and who's next? And to round out the, uh, the fourth matchup, the CWC VIPs, which is Cry and Brian. I have no idea what that stands for. It's stand him. <laughs> he beat, yeah. he beat the, uh, the great John Cena five-knuckle icky shuffle. This was very lopsided at 103 to 12. Well, John Cena, the doctor of thugonomics, obviously getting ready for his promo they did on Raw yesterday, shooting again on uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, So that's what he was doing. So he was busy. Uh, Let's be honest. That's what happened there. Uh, On that note, 
Uh, I made some moves during the break. I uh, I shifted around a little bit my team. I also uh, picked up a player on waivers, and I am going to continue to dominate week after week. My shit is stacked. I am legit. It's really that simple, to be quite frank with you. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Uh, let's go to um, Adrian in Australia. You on the Taz show. Uh, what do you say there, mate? Hey, Taz. Top of the mo- uh, moment here. Um, I wanted to talk about your idea with Jay- <laughs> I wanted to talk about your idea with uh, Jordan and Emma. Um, now, uh, let's say for example that um, you could use anyone, but I'm just going to use uh, Jordan in this in this case. Um, if he gets offered the idea to actually have an on-screen um, relationship, um, you have to imagine that if they do this, they're going to have to have at least some kind of physicality, which is going to mean kissing. Now, on the other side of uh, the camera, you're going to have Jason Jordan's uh, wife at home watching this and, um, you know, family and friends and everything like that. And you know that when Jason Jordan's wife sees it, she's going to go into the hair salon the next day and her friends are going to be talking about it and yada, yada, yada. Now, um, it's... Hold uh, on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Adrian, Adrian, stop, stop. So why... Why... Why does it? Ha- I'm just a couple of things I want to discuss with you. Why does it have to be on-screen kissing? Why does that have to happen? Because to show any kind of legitimacy to the to the angle, you're going to have to at least show that. Nah, they don't have. Listen, first of all, they don't have to do that. That's number one. Okay. Number two, they they're creative enough and smart enough to work around that if they had to do that. That's number two. Okay. Number three, uh, it's a good point you're getting at. Because, look, if you're an actor or an actress and you have a significant other in your personal life, a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, a fiancé, whatever, they, he or she knows, well, this is what this person does. So there could be some physicality, intimacy with someone, you know, of the opposite success or same sex or whatever kind of movies you're shooting. So that could happen. <laughs> you know that. I, I the thing is, Sorry, the thing, the thing, I, uh, yep. hold on, let me finish. Let me finish because there's, there's a delay. And then you could talk. The, the thing is, with wrestlers, you know, I think that most uh, significant others of wrestlers, they don't really expect that with someone getting in wrestling, which is to your point, correct? They don't expect a non-screen relationship. Right. That's what I'm saying. They don't expect, like Jason Jordan's wife, hypothetically. I doubt that she yeah. expected when she knew her husband was getting into wrestling, pro wrestling, that he'd be making out with some chick. You know what I mean? Like on, on the air, right or wrong? Yeah, of course. You're right. Yeah. Okay, it is entertainment though, and it is business. And and I I think WWE, as long as you're comfortable with it, they're not just to say you have to do this. They would say, are you comfortable with this? Some guys would say this sentence. Well, it's going to get me heated home. Okay, what that means is that wife's going to get mad. So, um, am I a fan of this? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of it at all. I, I never was a fan of it. Uh, I I don't believe in it. I don't think there's a place for it. But it's entertainment. I get it. You don't have to do the physicality part at all uh, i think you could work around it uh, i don't think that's why men and women get into pro wrestling because they're going to think that they're going to be in an on-screen romance with someone i do see the entertainment value in it i don't think you need to have the physicality uh an agent thank you for calling i don't think you, you need to have the head, physicality head, head. of uh, these two people kissing or hugging or whatever i do think you can do it and it's entertaining just be creative about it that's my opinion um from a fan perspective, uh, let's bring in the biz dev guy of the show, uh, the man everyone loves, uh, Dennis Jones, the producer extraordinaire. Do you have thoughts and opinion on this, or are you going to say just what you said, Tess? What's your thoughts? No, I don't mind. Uh, 
I don't mind kissing. Uh, and the physicality, like, obviously they can't do what they did in the Attitude Era when it was like, there was there was some stuff I'm thinking Bump of. like and Grind Jones. <laughs> yes. Braun panty matches, all that. They got to curtail it now. But you can definitely, I like the angles, like what they did with um, Noam Dar and Cedric Alexander with Alicia Fox. I, <laughs> I, I enjoy, like, romantic angles. I mean, obviously Miz and Maurice separate them because they're actually married. But, like. If everybody's on board, I don't see the harm. I think it's enter- at the end of the day, it's entertainment, and yes, I'm entertained. What Adrian's saying, what Adrian's saying, it is entertainment. What Adrian's saying is, <clears throat> what what does someone's significant other think of this? Does and does it cause a problem? I can't get into domestic quarrels, um, but it, it definitely could cause a problem because I really believe that. Um, I know my wife wouldn't want me involved uh, during my time wrestling with it, like a. You know, an intimate angle with, with another female on the air. She she didn't get into. It. She didn't sign up for that. You know what I mean? That's I think what a lot of pe- uh, people say. I will tell you this, and this is stuff that I've never talked about. Like, <laughs> I do think that some guys. Let's just use, use male wrestlers, just because I can relate. I think some guys have got into wrestling, and then they met a girl, a fan, a girl that was a fan on the road, or uh, you know, at a party that was a wrestling fan. Or someone that, oh, I recognize you, but yet they both like each other. They go out with each other. They, they get engaged. They get married. Whatever. I, 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 you know, I think guys, wrestlers, male wrestlers, or probably female too. I'm just speaking as a male wrestler. Male wrestlers who meet women while they're already, while they already are pro wrestlers and already have success would have an easier transition at home saying, hey, I'm going to have an on-screen relationship with this girl and we're going to be making out. I think that 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 female, that significant other, would almost have to be more understanding because, you know, this guy's in the entertainment business. Some of us, like yours truly, I got into the business and I, my, I was going out with my wife when we were going out with each other when I was in high school. So, you know, like, so she didn't know I was going to do this, I mean, be a wrestler. So... She didn't sign up for that. And there was a lot of guys that that were involved, you know, had that were married to women that they had known since they were younger. You know, that those females that didn't sign up for it are like, eh, and I don't want to stereotype these women or men or whatever. I'm just, it's kind of a, it's a good topic. I don't think it's an awkward topic. I think it's a, it's a good point that Adrian brought up. I, I think it's a very good point. You know, I, I totally, uh, I, I get, and good, good question, good point statement whatever it was you were doing uh let's go uh to houston and talk to speakerphone jones uh speakerphone jones how uh how uh, is everything down there with the you know uh, is your property messed up with that horrible horrific uh, uh harvey i believe it was the storm is everything good on your end uh I, we we definitely uh property got messed up but the uh the blessing is that my family is safe i'm safe and uh we just really appreciate all the efforts that um, and all the love and support that you sent out through the Taz Show. Oh, yeah, that's the least I could do. I'm glad your family's safe and you're safe, dude. Um, you know, I, as you know, a uh, materialistic thing can be replaced, uh, even though it's heartbreaking if someone sees their home is destroyed or something like that, and maybe this couple saved uh, their, their money for years to buy a home, and next thing you know, weather comes in and just... It's gone. You know, that's heartbreaking. That's horrible to hear. As a homeowner, that that's horrible to hear. Seriously. So uh, how's things well, going? What else you want to talk about, buddy? What's up? Tyus, I got a, I got two things on uh, the docket for you, sir. Uh, one in regards to the Monday Night Football last night. I was 
listening to the Rex Ryan and uh, the female commentator on there, and I don't know why I thought of the Taz show, but at one point Rex Ryan turns around to about one of the linemen and just calls him a big bastard, and I was dying laughing. I thought you'd appreciate that. Uh, I actually then, watched that that Bronco. I watched the Bronco charge again. I didn't hear that, but I did hear Rex Ryan. Look, I think Rex Ryan has potential to be a good color commentator. He obviously knows the game like the back of his hand. It's great to hear him break it down as a commentator. I think he needs to work on projecting, be a broadcaster, not scream, not do a Mauro Nalo, just project his voice a little bit more. That's all. Absolutely. And I can tell you who also never needs to be analyzing football is the lumberjack Taurus Jones because last time I checked, my Jets put 12 points on the board and his measly Giants could only get three on there. Oh, there was another attack on you, Dennis. Uh, thank you, Speakerphone Jones. Another attack <laughs> on Dennis. Dennis, you are getting floggled, beaten like a bitch uh, because you talk a lot of shit about people's teams. And then your Giants come out and poop the bed and now everyone's attacking you. You made your bed, now lay in it. Oh, that's more than fine. Look, Again, it's week one. Let's not overreact here. Like, at the end of the season, if the Giants don't at least double whatever the Jets are going to win, I would be shocked. Uh oh. Well, you know my theory yesterday Eli Manning will retire by midseason. Uh... Done. I will tell you this. To me, the NFL season actually is over. It's done. I mean, my <laughs> uh, Buffalo Bills end up in first place the whole year, and we're good. So, uh, that's right. Made some moves, though. Loose Sass Invitational. Oh. See, I don't rest on my laurels. I kicked ass in that first week. Now watch me come out. Who am I playing this week? Tell me who I'm playing. Uh, I'm going to pound on who is, who is it. Give me a second. Take your time. I'm going to go to one more caller here for the day. We're going to, back to Australia. We're going to Josh in Australia. You are on the Taz Show. What's up, Josh? Okay, Taz, mate. How are you, champ? Uh, what do you say there, mate? Just wanted to put you over. Yes. The um, the very very first time Australia ever got live wrestling was 2004 Rumble, and we all know how that started. Uh, yours truly, I uh, came out and uh, choked out Kurt Angle, and they told they said it was an illegal choke without telling me they were going to do that. That yes, I won, kinda. Was well, awesome, and that's why we all love you down here. Well, I'm over like Rover. We know that down in Australia. The Taz Show's on prime time. Now that I move the show to another hour later, what time does the show, the Taz Show, come on the air in Australia? Uh, now it's 10 p.m. 10 p.m., late night city. I could fucking curse like the dickens. How about that? The kids are sleeping. We're good, right? Am I allowed to sway? <laughs> Excuse me? Am I allowed to sway? No. You cannot. No. Oh. No, sir. But let me tell you something, Josh. I appreciate you asking that, but no, you are not allowed. I am. I swear. It's my gimmick. Okay? It's my gimmick. And, Josh, I appreciate you calling all the way from down under. Not one, but two calls. Fourth quarter city, Australia people. I'm over down there with boomerangs in Australia. Over. No doubt I'm over. Yeah. Um, other thing I want to say on Raw here before I get rolling because I, I get sidetracked at times. Yeah. Where was it? I mean, yesterday I did that. Yeah, ma. Remember that? Wow. Ah. 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 Tweet it out. Go tweet that uh, Wood Angle almost kind of duplicated itself last night. Well, there were actually two angles that well, that would make a duplication, dummy. Uh, there were two. There were two angles that were kind of similar, 
And I'm going to tell you folks what it is. It was Miz and John Cena. Meaning, John Cena, if you notice in a lot of his shoot promo on Roman Reigns, he was trying to inspire. He's done this a little bit before. Last night did a lot. Inspire Roman Reigns to be better. I'm here to make you better. I'm challenging you to be better. Be a better champ. Be a better top guy. Be a better. So all that kind of shit, right? He did do that, right? Cena did do that. Who else did that? The Miz. Did the Miz not do that with Enzo? He did. That's a question. Excuse me? He did. That was an inspirational uh, promo he cut. That's what I'm saying. These are the things that jump out to me. If you look at the intricacies and the nuances of promo work, okay, I, I look, I like the concept of uh, a character trying to inspire the other one through anger or through being sarcastic. I think there's a lot of layers of depth to character work in that. It's great. But Jesus Christ, twice? 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 on this, it, it, Meaning the same show? I, I don't understand that. Then we would throw flags if they did it on, on uh, uh, what do you call it, on, on SmackDown too. Who knows? They might. I don't know. But but I don't think they're going to do that tonight with Vince. <laughs> when Vince McMahon shows up and talks to uh, Kevin Owens, which should be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to this, actually. I'm definitely looking forward to this. I'm also looking at the uh, Facebook uh, Live. Excuse me. But some of the people on there. Tim Floyd, any talk about Raw last night? Not caps, Dennis. Not caps. Oh, boy. Oh, Timmy, Timmy, oh. Timmy. Timmy! Timbo, what are you doing, Tim? Timmy Floyd, what are you doing? Please. <laughs> Excuse me. How is it? I'm looking at some of those on the uh, Facebook here. Tim Floyd, still looking at that. Man, he's disappointed in that. He'll figure it out. It's okay. He'll figure it out. Um, the other thing I was going to say was uh, uh, not about Raw, about uh, the hand. Physical therapy, Jones, today, and then acupuncture later. Oh, Lordy B. Oh, yeah. All week. Got a lot of stuff going on um, with the hand. PT and uh, acupuncture. Great. Two separate parts of Long Island I got to drive, too. It's nice. With the one hand. Eh. You know, I got the slice in the hand. Everything's bad under here. It's bad. But it's clean. It's not infected. And I got it. A bunch of sutures inside and a bunch of stitches on the outside. They took the stitches out, which is nice. Um, so anyway, so I figured I'd share that. I figured you guys cared. Maybe not. Dennis, you don't care that I have all this physical therapy work and acupuncture today, right? No, of course I do. I wish you nothing but quick health. I hope you get back to fully functioning what? a live hand as fast as possible. Live hand. That's nice. A live hand. I want to see you doing like handstands, all sorts of... Uh... Jeez. Calisthenics. I, I don't. Even in my best shape, I couldn't do a freaking handstand. But thank you. I think you got it in you. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm looking at my notes. This is the other thing I want to talk about: Cena versus Braun Strowman. I, I got to ask this question. I mean, maybe you guys in the city on the show could help me and my team, or some people on Facebook Live. This match was not a no disqualification, right? This was not no holds barred. Michael Cole even said that. Correct. And then the, the ref called for a DQ once Braun slid, uh, should, I should say, shouldn't a ref have called a disqualification once the ref, I'm sorry, once Braun, shit, slid the steps under the bottom rope? The ref left the steps in the ring, didn't call for a DQ, no ding, ding, ding. He waited for the running power slam by, uh, which is a sick bump, 
by Braun onto uh, uh, Cena, onto the steps. And the DQ should have happened once Braun Strowman incorporated the freaking steps onto the ropes. What are we doing here, guys? Come on. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, uh, like, did, 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 is this like? I don't understand. Is it? Is it? Is it a no DQ? I, I, it wasn't right. It was not. It was a regular match, wasn't it? That it was. But yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the rules as well as you do. Obviously, um, I don't think sl- is sliding is sliding the steps in grounds for DQ. I thought once they get used, that would be the DQ. Once you incorporate a weapon, it's supposed to. Again, we're talking about a a, a, a fictional business here, but. As an announcer, I know for a good chunk of my of calling matches, if something was incorporated by someone, not by a second, meaning a valet or a manager, by that wrestler uh, in that squared circle, that usually is grounds for disqualification. I mean, usually that's how it always was, unless something changed. Maybe it was. I mean, Chairman here on Facebook Live is saying I was confused too. I mean, uh, uh, Jaden R. Lee said that, that ref was a disaster. He went down to count the pin at the end. Well, true. Good point. But the thing is, sometimes the refs, and I've talked about this before, refs, these guys are underpaid, and they got a hard-ass job, dude. A referee is not a job you want in the wrestling business at that level. I can assure you. You have communication in your ear to to the bosses. Uh, You are the guy that kind of has to keep things together. You get zero credit. You don't make a lot of money. And when there's any heat to fall, that shit falls right on you. Right on you. I'm telling you. Happens all the time. So um, uh, so anyway. And by the way, I'm not, you know, anybody who's trolling stuff on Facebook Live about other people that interact on a regular basis here, I'm just letting you guys know straight up, like on the Facebook thing, like people from CBS, they monitor it. So when you're like, I'm just telling you, you need to be smart. That's all I'm saying. Dennis, agreed? <laughs> Very much agreed. That was well put. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not talking about people securing it like anybody from our team. I'm talking about people in CBS from the IT team. They they keep an eye on this thing. So you can act stupid on there. You're going to – and no one's coming at me. They're coming at other people on, on, on that listen to watch the show. You, you're going to – you're going to – you know, you're going to end up getting a uh, little problem. I'm, I'm just telling you what I've been told in the past by you know, Mr. Pimento. Let's just put it that way. Uh, what else am I going to say? Uh, so yeah, the Braun thing was just very with the steps, the power slam thing. But I see what you're saying. You're, you're saying, well, it shouldn't be a DQ until he actually uses the steps. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I, look, it's it's yeah, there's no real rule book, right? You hear, well, it's in the rule book. Years ago, guys would say that on TV and stuff. It's funny, and um, <laughs> but there, you know, like, what do you need rules for? To work well, because it's a show. You need entertainment. You got to suspend your belief. You got to, you know. Uh, that's the gimmick, you know. That's that's what you gotta. That's what you gotta do. Uh, Matt Breeding on Facebook Live. I just started watching your show, Taz. I love it. And Matt, thank you, my friend. Feel free to share it. And all you guys on there, on Facebook Live right now, share the show. What the fuck are you doing? Share it. You're sitting in the office. You got your earbuds in. Listen to me talk. You listen to the Taz show. You're on the bike, the treadmill, the elliptical. You're in the car. You're on the telly. You're doing something. You're in. You're pulling the show in. Share it with your loved ones and your friends from high school. Too many crickets. Seriously. All right. We're almost just about wrapped up here. Uh, we are uh, basically at the top of the hour. I think I, I, I want to make sure. I'm going to check my docket. Make sure I covered everything I needed to cover in this show. 
Elias was great. I'm glad he was on there. He got the big win. Not the big win, just a win over Kalisto. But I, I, Elias is getting over there, and I like the way they're using him, for sure. Uh, I talked a lot about the Oscar situation, about when she debuts. Talked about uh, Enzo and Miz. I got into that deeply. Oh, what I did not talk about was this. Uh, this might run the show a little late. Here, here we go. Um, I also talked about the shoot promo stuff with Cena Roman Reigns is getting old. Let's be frank. Um, here's the thing I didn't talk about. How do you not have big-name talent like Brock Lesnar and Sasha Banks not get interests? Hello? Why? <laughs> go back and watch Raw. Why? I know the answer. I know the answer why. But why do you not budget your time better and get on your talent and tell them not to run late? Again, shit you won't hear on Dancing with the Table. And I'm talking about those meeting Cena and Roman Reigns that went before Sasha and Emma. Cena and Roman Reigns, they overstayed their welcome. They must have went late, heavy as we call it in the biz. And next thing you know, Sasha and Emma get no entrances, which bleeds down to Brock Lesnar. He got no entrance. Things that maybe you did not notice. But these, this is why it happened. Okay, no. Jonathan Navati said Brock did get an entrance. No, Jonathan. He did not get an entrance where you hear that noise in the beginning where I used to say, here comes the pain. You saw Brock step. When they came back, he stepped into the ring. He was getting on the apron, stepping into the ring. Okay, that's that, so you're incorrect, sir. Um, They both did, didn't they? Uh, Marcel Millet, I don't understand. Maybe I read that wrong. It's probably my fault, not yours, Marcel. Uh, Mike Falvio barely heard his music. Exactly, because it's Faden Jones. They they did not, when I say a full entrance, I, should, I assume people know what I mean, and you guys don't. And so, okay. A full entrance is exactly what it fucking sounds like. It's a full entrance, guys. That means video wall turns on, music hits, and out comes that subject through the fucking entranceway. That's a full entrance. Okay? An entrance, a full entrance is not a guy by the ring stepping on the apron while his fucking music is fading in. I'm sorry I'm getting a little aggressive, but please. I I'm trying to help you guys. Okay? Free lunch. You should be subscribing for this shit. I'm being honest. Holy explicit Jones here, Dennis. E5L. E5L. Oh, Dennis, because you've seen this out of me. You know, I I, I get nuts. All right. Maybe we should wrap up here because I'm getting madder. Yeah, deep breath. Did, do, did your, I... uh, do your needles and pins saying. Pins and needles, needles of pin. It's a happy man that grins. Now, what am I mad about? <laughs> that people don't know what a full entrance is. <laughs> Ay, vey. All caps, Jordan, R. Lee, what's a full entrance? Well done, my friend. You put a smile on my face. He gets it with the all caps. Uh, so anyway, uh, you got to, you got to, you got to budget the time of the show and your time to show out. You, you, I mean, it sucks. Look, I, I've been in the gorilla position backstage. When this happens, I know what happens. It's a shitty situation. When you got guys like Cena and Roman Reigns, top guys, and they're going late, they're going too long. Well, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you can't let that happen. You know, I'm sure they said something to them, but you can't. I remember in TNA, they had a problem with this when I went there and I was in production meetings and agent meetings, and they were threatening that they were gonna find guys for going too long in their promos. Once one of those early segments goes too long, 
it screws up the whole flow of the show from a time perspective. I'm telling you right now, the whole thing gets screwed up. The whole thing. And that's on the talent. That is not on the, the office or the writers or Vince or production. That's on the talent. Because you got a stage manager on the floor who's telling you when to wrap up that you people at home don't see on camera. So you know when to wrap up. There's hand signals. It's just like Hollywood. Same thing like doing a movie or TV or whatever. You know when to wrap up, especially a promo segment. And if it's a wrestling match, come on. You're being told. Okay? You know when to wrap up. Okay? That's taking advantage, in my opinion, by, by Roman and John Cena. Just me looking at it from afar. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Henry Alicia. Taz, you should bring back Lost Mail. It was great. Oh, Henry. Old school. It's not a bad idea. Lost Mail was great. Um, hmm. That idea stemmed from Handsome Johnny, God rest his soul. And uh, Jasmine. That's right, Jasmine. Uh, they, I'm trying to remember now. They both put that together. Came up with the idea. I approved it. And yeah, the real biz dev guy, former biz dev guy was, uh, you know, was uh, Handsome Johnny. You guys remember Handsome Johnny. Yep, Swagger Jones. That's him. What's Handsome Johnny up to now, Dennis? <laughs> He's doing well. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, he's always like, he's at like, you know. Yeah, I'm at some party. I got 20 girls around me. I'm in Ibiza. Okay, see ya. Got room for yeah, me? I'm fucking dancing. What? <laughs> what is that? You got room for me? Who's Seth? Handsome Johnny? Dennis. It's oh. like, oh. No good. Oil water. I could see that. Not like you and Seth. Oil, oil. Yeah. Well, he's more, he's more quinoa, your heavy oil. Yeah, that's accurate. But when you mix it all together, it tastes delicious. Good point, actually. Health Food Jones. Yeah. Hail <laughs> City City. William Turner, guess it's almost stogie time. You're going to smoke yourself a little stick, a little cigar, my friend. Enjoy, whatever that is. Oh, look, I gotta go. I I, I got things to do. I got PT Jones coming up. I got I got uh, I gotta do that. I also gotta go to the friggin' what do you call it? Uh, I gotta go to the acupuncture. I got a full thing on the docket hit today. I appreciate you guys interacting on Facebook Live. You guys who called the show, thank you. On Twitter, thank you for the interaction. Appreciate all you guys. Seriously, share the show. Go like the show. Plug the show. Push the show. Help the mobo out. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow talking some SmackDown, which I hope you guys enjoy. And be back tomorrow live, 8 a.m. Eastern, uh, right here. I'm Taz, you're not. Adios. Back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay. I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now I've been wondering where the party at Cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at So go and pour another drink just to get away We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay I'm hoping I won't let